Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P, Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman! The deductions made by Horatio F. Horn seem well-founded as Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and the amateur detective arrive at Professor Sturgeon's house to find the noted scientist mysteriously missing. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, good as gold is a comparison that's been kicking around for a long time. But it sure does take on new meaning when you apply it to that sunny breakfast cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Why, Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's golden to look at, good as gold to taste. Yes, sir, that sparkling sunshine flavor sure does give your morning appetite the old one-two. And are those whole wheat flakes tender? Are they crunchy? Are they terrific? Believe me, the spoon that comes up filled with Kellogg's Pep goes right back for more. In double quick time, your bowl is polished off clean as a whistle which is always a good idea because pep is good for you. Gives you solid whole wheat nourishment plus. And it's particularly important nowadays not to waste cereal because we're sending the cereal grains to help give good nourishment to fellows and girls all over the world. Think of that when mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocers. Don't waste it. If you pour your own pep, pour it carefully and finish off every bit you pour out. And say, kind of keep watch on your younger brothers and sisters too. Get the right habit, gang. Eat all your pep. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. When an obscure local correspondent for the Daily Planet from a tiny hamlet, an eccentric little man who introduced himself as Horatio F. for French, Horn, claims to have intercepted and decoded a mysterious message indicating that Professor Alonzo Sturgeon, famous atom bomb scientist, is in danger, Editor Perry White ordered him out of the office. But Clark Kent and Lois Lane thought there might be something in Horn's story. Unable to reach Professor Sturgeon by phone, Kent drove Lois and Horn to the scientist's suburban home. As we join them today, they are in Professor Sturgeon's wrecked study, amid unmistakable evidence of a recent struggle. Listen. Good heavens. What do you think happened here, Claude? I'd say someone put up a terrific fight, Lois. Yes, indeed. A simply terrific fight. And I'll wager my favorite mustache cup against the buffalo nickel. It was Professor Sturgeon. Well, it could be, but whom was he fighting, Mr. Horn? Yes, and why? I can't say whom exactly, but I can say why. The reason is, of course, perfectly clear from the telegram I decoded. Oh, yes, clear as mud. Would you mind repeating that message, please, Mr. Horn? Not at all, sir, not at all. Let me see. I should have it here someplace. Mm, that's strange. Now, what did I do? Oh, yes, 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 it is. It uh, says, Airship Big Fish Atom, not later than July 2nd, signed ISS. And you figure Big Fish Atom to be Professor Sturgeon? Precisely. 
Doesn't big fish and atom mean Professor Sturgeon, atomic scientist to you, Mr. Kent? Well, assuming that what you say is correct, especially since Professor Sturgeon has mysteriously disappeared on July 2nd, the date mentioned in the telegram. If that's true, hadn't we better call the police? I was just about to suggest that. Wait a minute. What's the matter? Listen. Oh, yes. Is that something noise? Yes. By Gulliver, it sounds like a... Clark? What do you think it is? A man bound and gagged, locked in a closet in the hall. Follow me. Peculiar. I was about to venture the same guess. I'm not guessing. What do you mean? Don't tell me you can see through walls like Superman. Ridiculous. Mr. Kent must be endowed with a sixth sense. Yeah, yes, I suppose I am. Now, look here, Claude. Here we are. See, the key's in the lock. I'll I'll open it. It is a man. And he's bound and gagged. All right, Mr. All right, relax. I'll have your gag undone in a second. Mr. Horn, Lois, untie his arms and legs. All right, Uh, One moment. I'll use my pocket knife to cut those ropes. My detective course taught me that knots can be valuable evidence. Oh, you and your detective course. There you are, the gag. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. Oh, what a horrible nasty thing to put in one's mouth. There you are. Your hands are free. And your legs. Oh, how wonderful. I... I, I, I was beginning to feel something like, uh, well, you know. Yeah, yes, of course. Now, tell us, who are you? Uh, well, before I reveal anything to you, it's my duty to ask first, who are you? Well, of all the I'm Clark Kent. This is Miss Lane and Mr. Horn. We're reporters from the Daily Planet. We came out here to see Professor Sturgeon. Oh, poor, poor Professor Sturgeon. Why? He fought so valiantly with those audible men, but they overpowered what him. What men? What did they want? Please, start at the beginning and tell us what happened, will you? Uh, very well. You see, I, I'm Breckenridge, Professor Sturgeon's man. Yes. His ballot and butler, you know. Yes, go on. Well, early this afternoon, I answered the doorbell to find several gentlemen who wished to see Professor Sturgeon. I told them that the professor was at work in his study and had left word that he was not to be disturbed, but they insisted. And Professor Sturgeon saw them? Yes. It appears that they represented a scientific group of some sort, or at least they claim so. Uh, what was the name of the group, do you recall? No, sir. The name escapes me at the moment. Uh, we'll come back to that later. Go on, Breckenridge. At any rate, they had with them a medal which they showed Professor Sturgeon and which they said was to be presented to the professor this evening at a meeting of their group. This evening, eh? That's right, sir. Who started the fight? Well, I'm coming to that, miss. It happened when Professor Sturgeon declined the honor. Why? Oh, I can't tell you, sir. I was called away to answer the telephone at that moment. And then, then I heard heated quarreling in the study. I rushed back here and Professor Sturgeon's callers were threatening him. Oh, they were, eh? Yes. He ordered them to leave. Instead, one of them pulled a pistol from his pocket. This made Professor Sturgeon furious. And he threw a paperweight, knocking the firearm from the man's hand. Good heavens. A brave man, Professor Sturgeon. A brave man, indeed. Brave but foolhardy. Then what happened? Oh, General Malay, a battle of fisticuffs followed, in which Professor Sturgeon and I were no match for our more burly assailants. A blow on the head knocked the poor man unconscious. And while two of them carried him out to a waiting vehicle, that's a light truck, you know, another fetched me a blow on the head. When I awoke, I was as you found me, trussed up and locked in that closet. Now, by Gulliver, do you believe that the message I intercepted really indicated danger to Professor Sturgeon? Certainly do. Look, Breckenridge, did any of those men identify themselves by name? Let me... Oh, yes. One of them asked to be announced as Dr. Leon Carlos. Leon Carlos? Yes, sir. A swarthy person, rather a Latin type, I would say. Aha, uh-huh. a Spaniard. Now, don't let's jump to conclusions, Horn. Think, Breckenridge, maybe you can remember the name of the society he claimed to represent. Sorry, sir, I can't for the life of me remember it. That's too bad. Did you notice anything special about the truck? No, sir. Oh, surely you noticed the license number, Breckenridge. That's the first rule in crime detection. I am not a detective, sir, but a gentleman's gentleman. Besides, I was much too busy trying to defend myself. But you skip didn't it, have... Mr. Horn, skip it. Look, Lois, we'd better contact the police at once. Right, Suppose you call Inspector Henderson, huh? Give him a fast resume of what's happened here and suggest he rush out in a hurry. Okay. Uh, where's your phone, Breckenridge? Uh, this way, miss. Will you follow me? Now, 
What was the address to which that code message was sent, Mr. Horn? Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yes, yes, here it is. Maple Lodge, Nashville, Blue Mountain. Thanks. I'll see you later. But, but where are you going, Mr. Kent? Oh, just uh, have a look around outside. You stick around in this lane, will you, and wait for the police. Yeah. I better go have a look at what goes on at Maple Lodge. Uh, Superman. Got a hunch Professor Sturgeon's disappearance means too much to world peace to leave any stone unturned. There we are. Now, up, up, and away! <laughs> is Maple Lodge, isn't it? You seen the sign, didn't you? Yes, of course. Just making sure, you know. You live here, do you? No, I'm the caretaker. What do you want? Oh, nothing special. Just wondered who lives here. Nobody here now but me. Though I can't see how that's any of your business. Well, it is my business. That is, if Carlos is here. Who'd you say? You know, Dr. Leon Carlos. I've never heard of him. Come on, come on. Quit stalling. I've got to see Carlos in important business. It's... It's about the big fish. Know what I mean? The big... No, no, that, that don't mean nothing to me, but if you mean the guy that lived here before, he left a forward in address. Really? What is it? 96 Walnut Street. That's in Metropolis. 96 Walnut Street. Say, uh, do you mind if I use your phone? Well, to... we ain't got no phone here, mister. But I... I said we ain't got no phone. I'll beat it. There's a storm coming up. I got work to do. I don't doubt that for a minute, pal. Well, thanks, and so long. I'll be seeing you again. I don't like that bird's looks one bit, or the way he responded to the name Leon Carlos. Something going on, all right, but what? Certainly there was nothing in evidence up here at the lodge, at least nothing my X-ray examination of the house could spot. But I did catch my caretaker friend in a lie because there is a telephone there. I saw it. Well, I guess this is far enough away from him. These bushes will provide an excellent screen. Now, off with these clothes. Back to Metropolis by Superman Express. Maybe a quick look at 96 Walnut Street will turn up a clue. There we are, all set now, up through those storm clouds. Up and away! Zooming into the storm-darkened sky, Superman rockets toward Metropolis and a shocking surprise. We'll rejoin him in a moment for the suspenseful climax of today's episode. So stand by. Hey, gang, let me tell you about an exciting 4th of July adventure in good eating that the Kellogg Company has dreamed up for your breakfast tomorrow morning. This week's pet dish of the week has an adventurous name, too. It's Peach Rocket, a slick dish that'll send your appetite skyrocketing come breakfast time. Now, here's how it goes. You line the sides of your bowl with slices of fresh peaches, you know, so they're pointing up like rockets. Then pour on your serving of Kellogg's Pep so the tips of the peaches still shoot up at the top. Add milk and sugar, and there's your peach rocket, a dish that tastes as nifty as its name. Of course, it's Kellogg's Pep that makes this super combination taste super terrific. Pep is crisp. Pep is tender. Pep is full up of sparkling sunshine flavor that gives your appetite such a lift that, well, you're busy eating until you've finished off every crunchy flake in your bowl. 
And that's the hip thing to do, you know, especially nowadays when the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. So, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure it's not wasted. If you pour your own pet, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. That's important, gang. Eat all your pets. Don't waste it. Plowing his way through a heavy thunderstorm that envelops the Blue Mountains, Superman arrives finally at Metropolis. Then, resuming his guise and garb of Clark Kent reporter, he sets out for 96 Walnut Street, the address given him by the man at Maple Lodge. As we rejoin him now, Kent is walking along, peering at the numbers of the building, when he runs into an old friend. Oh, there, Officer Clancy. Well, 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 if it ain't me old friend Clark Kent, the demon reporter. <laughs> and what would this be doing down in this neighborhood, me buggo? Well, what I'm looking for at the moment is 96 Walnut Street. 96 Walnut, do you say? That's right. You see, I have reason to believe that a party I'm looking for can be found at that address. Do you now? Uh-huh. Well, what would this be saying if I told you you're standing right at what would be 96 Walnut Street this very minute? Right in front of... Clancy, the... This is an empty lot. Right you are. The building that was numbered 96 was torn down five years ago and never rebuilt. Momentarily shocked at the realization that he has been duped, Clark Kent stands and gazes at the empty lot, which appears to be a dead end to the trail he hoped would lead him to the missing Professor Sturgeon. What will happen now? Can Superman find the missing atom bomb scientist before an unscrupulous power makes use of Professor Sturgeon's genius for personal gain, the peace of the world may be at stake. So you may be sure Superman won't give up. Don't miss a single episode of this thrilling story. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, here's a famous name that brightens up your breakfast. It's Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Kellogg, as in Kellogg shredded wheat. What a treat. Tender, plump biscuits full up with natural nut-sweet flavor and toasted just right for extra crispness. But that's not all. Kellogg shredded wheat biscuits are just the right size, made to fit the bowl. And there are 15, 15 biscuits in every package, each one full of swell whole wheat nourishment. Ask Mom to get you some Kellogg shredded wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.